Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. Hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Wednesday evening or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azran, the language nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube, but also secondarily whenever I feel like posting on TikTok and on Tumblr. My username on all these platforms is exactly the same. It is at Polyglot Azrin. That is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T. AZ or Z, depending on your country, R-E-N. And welcome to another podcast episode. I'm very, very excited, as per usual, to be recording this one here. Today, I'm actually sitting in my kitchen and recording this. Typically, I sit either in my car or I'll go in my basement. I find that the acoustics, acoustics, excuse me, the acoustics are a little bit better. But today, I'm sitting here in the kitchen. I'm pretty comfortable. I just finished a cup of tea. I've got this little mini heater in front of me, so I'm feeling warm. And I don't really feel like going in the basement or in my car because it's incredibly cold. It's like minus... 15 or minus 20 or who knows what the heck it is, but it's so cold out and I am not in the mood to go into the chilly basement or in my cold car and get away from this heater. So might be a little bit more echoey than usual, but it is what it is. So here's a few things that are on my mind today that are going on in my world, both language learning related, but also not language learning related. I think first and foremost right now, um, a big thing is I'm, go- I'm getting into my last couple days of school last couple days of school and of university so I have most of my stuff is now wrapped up but I have a final essay and two final presentations that are left tomorrow there's one final presentation and one final essay so I've got to wrap those up today essentially as of right now I've I've completed I would say 85 or 90 percent of the essay and the presentation shouldn't take too long to actually make but as of right now I'm at zero percent on the presentation, but I do know what I want to talk about. I have all the resources and everything put together. I just have to kind of put it into a PowerPoint so that there is a visual, but ultimately tomorrow is kind of the big day and then Friday's the final, final one and we're done for December. Woohoo! December is going to be an interesting month for me. Um, December, historically, when I look at my life work-wise, it's always been the lightest work month for me. Typically, because in the past, I tend to travel in December. This time around, I'm not traveling, but I am not... I basically am just not teaching as much. A lot of my students are on holidays. A lot of people were pausing for for December or for the last chunk of December, and we're going to resume in January. And I'm really excited because I'm going to use this extra space and extra time in my calendar to work on some different things and put different things in place that are going to allow me to take some some different steps forward. So number one, one thing that I'm about, one thing I'm about 80% sure I have to move forward on is I have to start making video blogs again. For those of you who don't follow my YouTube, or even more specifically, for those of you who have followed my YouTube for I would say less than maybe less than six to eight months, you maybe don't even know, but I used to do very regular vlogs. So I would take a camera around and I would record the things that I was doing on a day-to-day basis and they were interesting videos, at least in my perspective. They, uh, what I like about those videos is that it, it documents a lot of interesting things of my life. And even though in the moment it has a certain interesting level, what's crazier is when you look at those vlogs in hindsight. So for example, last night I was looking through some of these vlogs and I randomly clicked one and I was like, holy crap, this is nuts. It's the vlog, like you can literally see me and my buddy Jesse 
like working on like build making a logo like making the logo that I now use on everything. Like locally, the whole language, like the whole language nerd brand, like I am a language nerd or Azrin the language nerd, that whole thing, I have it on video when we started it. And when we're like discussing like what to make the logo look like and what do you do? That's freaking cool. And I haven't even done anything super crazy with it. Like it's more established now than it was before, but who the heck knows if things keep going well, it's going to be so much bigger in two, three, four, five, you know, the years to come. And ultimately it would be, it's, it's gonna be cool to like look back at that video to be like, holy man, that was the day. That was the day the logo was made. Like that's, that's nuts. Like, could you imagine, this is a, this is a bit of an extreme example. Um, actually, I have a better example. Could you imagine if your mom or your dad if you could see videos of their life from when they were your age, like if you were 29 years old or you're 35 years old, imagine if you could watch what your parents were like at that age. Isn't that just cool? So for me, I was, I was watching these videos and going, man, first of all, for personal reasons, I think I need to figure out how to keep making these vlogs and make them regularly and make sure I have the footage saved because it's going to be cool for me to look back at and if I have a family or whatnot in the future, it's gonna be really cool for them to look back at. That's gonna be amazing. The same way right now, we might look at pictures from when our you know, grandparents or great-grandparents or parents from when they were younger. Imagine having like videos, like real raw videos of them in their daily life. Like that's freaking cool. It's, it's amazing. I would do anything to see my mom or my grandparents in their daily life. That would be like pff, amazing, right? The most interesting stuff in the world. Second of all, for work purposes, I think there's a lot of value there as well. I think for the branding side of things, to recall certain key moments in the business or in my work or, or, or in the whole language learning thing I've been trying to build, I think it's just a really good idea. The reason I stopped doing it originally was because it's so time consuming to make those videos, especially on the editing side. Um, but I think as I've been talking about in these podcasts, if I can find some part-time editing help, um, I think it's time I make that financial and mental investment. I, I'm, I'm chipping away more and more and I'm seeing more and more what the value is. I think there's so much I can really do with it. I think another big focus of mine is currently anyway around the video space is my work with Easy Languages. So if you've missed the memo, there's a, a very large YouTube channel by the name of Easy Languages that makes language learning videos for various languages. They approached me a few months ago and they asked me if I wanted to make some videos on their channel for English learners. And as of right now, I've made two videos for them, but I was thinking like, man, I've got to figure out in my calendar and, and figure out the investment to squeeze this opportunity because it might not be there forever, right? Or the YouTube algorithm might change or they might make changes internally and all of a sudden I don't have the gig anymore or who the heck knows. I have to squeeze this lemon while I have it and I have to make the best possible videos I can to help the Easy Language channel grow, which is then gonna help me in many different ways. And I have to take advantage of this opportunity more than I have the past month or two. Like literally two videos in, in two months or like a month and a half, that, that's just not enough for me. Like I'm, I've gotta figure that out. There's so much I could take and there's so much that this opportunity can mean for me. Um, other things on my mind, obviously I've talked about this one as well. Locally in my city, I'm still working on building that language learning brand, the whole I'm a language nerd thing. Still really actively pushing that. Uh, I had an epiphany today and, and I, I had a moment that I'm happy about. 
as you guys know, I attend the French Center at the University of Calgary. I was speaking to the lady who runs it and I, I was like, hey, would it be possible to like share my events through you guys? Like the language learning events that I host locally? She's like, yes, absolutely. I think the more opportunities we have, the better for people. So that's a big plus. And on that note, I've just realized lately that I'm not doing enough. I would say I'm, I'm not doing enough I guess you could say stuff to grow the business. I'm doing a lot of stuff, which is good, like the content, right? I'm doing a lot of uh, teaching, obviously. I'm doing a lot of admin stuff and and it's in sales stuff. And there's there's definitely good stuff I'm doing, and I'm I'm really doing a good job in my own in my own eyes. But the one thing I need to be doing is I have to be putting more of a focus on the growth side. So making new collabor doing new collaborations, making new connections innovating more, pushing things to another level, because I'm just not in the place that I want to be in the long term. And, you know, I just have to, I have to keep pushing forward. Otherwise there's gonna be a day, or there could end up being a day, which I'm totally fine with, but there could end up being, a, there could end up being a day where I need to look myself in the mirror and say, the self-employment is not working. And basically I wrap this whole chapter up. It becomes a really cool part of my life, all documented on so many different places. I have it for my own keepsake. I can show it to people. It's fantastic memories. But then I close that chapter and move on to a different part of my life. And so I just have to keep chipping away, right? I have to keep doing my best. And I think if I do that, I can, it's a win for me either way. Either it's a big success and that's like amazing or it fails, but I gave it my all and it was a fun experience. I had a blast and it was amazing, I learned a lot, I got to meet new people and learn so many things and, and have all these great memories and, and so much, right? So either way, it's a win-win. As long as I just keep pushing forward and keep doing my best and keep innovating and don't get stagnant, try my best to keep on top of how the social networks work, how I can make more money, how I can teach better, how I can help my students more, etc. I think a one area for improvement right now that I've been noticing is I think right now, sometimes in my classes, I could be more efficient. The, the content I'm teaching people, I'm teaching it well, and there's no question about it. I've got a decent amount of experience now, but man, there's some time being wasted because I'm just not as organized as I could be. There's certain concepts which I teach, right? I teach them well and whatnot, but if I was just, if I just took some time, literally I just need to take probably something like eight hours. I just need eight hours of time over one or two days, three days, just to get a couple of things in order that are going to allow me to just really reduce the time that it takes me to teach a concept. Because right now there's time being lost in just some of the, I guess you could say disorganized element of it because I have so much on my plate and I'm trying to accomplish so many things and juggle so many balls. But if I just take that eight hours or that whatever, six to eight hours and sit down and go, okay, present tense, how do I teach this? Let's really sit down and make a plan. How do I teach the present tense? Past tense, how am I teaching that? This concept of grammar, how am I teaching that? What are the first 500 words I want everybody to actually learn? What do they, what do they have to be and why? Make that list. And just get things in order so that when I go into the classroom, when I'm working with people, it's fast. It's like, here's what we're doing, boom, boom. I can deliver the content the best way possible. It goes into your brain and you, you, you see better results faster, which then means you you spend less money with courses and classes and whatnot and programs. You 
you're able to actually achieve fluency quicker. It's just a win-win for everybody. It's a win for me because I can make more money on it. And it's just a good, just a good win overall. Good, such a good, 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 good thing. And this is a good transition point. And this is an excellent transition point to go into one of the main things I wanted to discuss in today's podcast. And this is something I think I want to start talking about a little bit more as time goes on. And it is being able to use languages to make a part-time income for yourself. I personally use language learning and language teaching to make a full-time income. That is my full-time focus. It is a massive thing. It's really hard. It, there's a lot of skills that, I, that I've developed that I use to succeed, to make it work for myself. And in my perspective, for a lot of people, for a significant percentage of people, pursuing self-employment in language learning on a full-time basis is maybe not the most practical decision. There's a lot of business skills. There's a lot of marketing skills. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of hours that have to go into it. And it's just really difficult. And I think that for a lot of people, I don't know if it's the majority, but it's at least 40% or 30 or 60%, a very significant percentage. It's probably not the best idea. And it may or may not, it may not be the most practical thing. That being said, what I think is practical for a significant percentage of people is being able to use teaching languages and tutoring. And actually, let me take a step back. Tutoring, teaching languages, and or doing some translation work. I think these are some very viable options for people to make an extra, let's say 500 bucks to a thousand bucks a month with not an incredible amount of time investment. And I think for a lot of people, an extra $500 to a thousand a month can go a long way. I know for myself, literally, if I could do something to make an extra 500 bucks a month, that's a game changer. That's like, that's real cash. I could do something with that $6,000 a year. That's that's real money. It makes a difference. And I know I'm get. I mean, I'm assuming anyway, based on my personal experience, that for a lot of people listening to this, maybe even all of you, that makes a difference to you too. So I wanted to share a couple of things from my personal experience that could help you and maybe give you some tips to actually be able to go out and start using some teaching and tutoring on the on a very part-time basis to to make an extra 500 to 1000 bucks a month with it. So first and foremost, um, I think we have to understand that the, the, one of the biggest things that people struggle with in my perspective so far with this whole teaching and tutoring is a lot of the stuff that goes on in your head. I think a lot of people are worried and they have so much, they're they're worried that they don't have the skill set to actually teach a language. They worry that they're not strong enough in the language to teach. They're worried that they don't know how to teach. They're worried that when they teach, you know, will the student actually be receptive? Like, will they want to, <clears throat> excuse me, will they actually find it valuable? You know, they're worried about how much do I charge? What am I worth? Like, how do I price it out? There's a lot of stuff in your brain that goes on that holds you back. And the biggest thing I want to, I want to tell you here is that as long as you have, I would say, let's say to be really realistic, as long as you have, I would say, an upper intermediate level in a language or higher, I sh I, in my perspective, you are in a very good position to teach. And actually, let me actually rephrase that slightly. What it really should be, actually, is not the upper intermediate level. That's not the real answer. The real answer is, as long as you are very upfront with what your level is and what you can help people with and what you can't, you are more than welcome to go teach. A great example of this is I have taken money to teach Mandarin, okay? I am not super fluent in Mandarin. I am probably like a B1 level. I'm probably like a low, I'm kind of like an intermediate. I have, there's so much I don't know. I'm not super fluent, I, but I've, I've charged people to teach Mandarin. 
And the reason is I am so upfront with what I can help you with and what I can't. I'll tell you, my pronunciation is bang on. I can really help you with pronunciation. You wanna know just some basic phrases? Boom, I got you. I can help you with basic phrases. I can do that in my sleep. You wanna know some basic conversational stuff? Done, I got you, no problem. You wanna know how to write characters? Uh, I'm not the best one to do that. <laughs> right, so I'm very upfront with what I can and cannot help people with. And as long as you're doing that, it's okay, because then people know what they're, what they're buying from you. They know this is what he can help me with, this is what he can't, and if they're buying from you, they know what you're going, they know what they're getting, they know what they're paying for, and it is totally acceptable. I think people struggle with the pricing and they don't know how to price themselves as well. They're like, how much do I charge? Um, I think it depends It depends on various things. Uh, it depends obviously where, on, where you live, how the economy is, what your currency is. A really good strategy is to go, is to literally Google it and Google how much do tutors charge <clears throat> in, my, in my city. Literally just Google it. Um, or in my country and you can start to see what the rates are and how how those how those rates kind of break down What's a lower amount? What's a higher amount? What's something in the middle? And I would probably pick an amount that you feel comfortable charging So I'll be honest when I first started I knew what people charged I did the research I could see I really knew the bottom end. I knew the top end I charged at the bottom end. I charged probably well, I can't remember the exact number I think it was like 15 or 20 bucks an hour is what I charged. So 50, I think it's actually 20. I think it's $20 an hour is what I charged, which is nowhere, in, which is really, to be frank, for my ambitions to make a full-time income, that's not enough to make a full-time income. But I just didn't feel comfortable charging more. I hadn't, I just didn't feel comfortable with it. So I had to pick a number that I was like, yes, I can charge that and I feel okay with it. As time went on, I started to feel more comfortable and I started to increase my rates, right? And nowadays, depending on what you're purchasing from me, you know, I'm probably making, if it's like private, like, yeah, I guess it depends on what you're purchasing, but it's between 40 bucks an hour, $40 Canadian, right? An hour. Um, if it's groups, again, it'll be slightly different, but let's just to give you some numbers to help you out. Private one-on-one, -on -one, $40 an hour for me in Canada. If it's groups, I do, let's say if it's two people, I'll say 25 bucks an hour, per, or excuse me, 30 bucks an hour per person. If it's three people, I'll say 25 bucks an hour per person. Four people, 25 bucks an hour per person. So essentially, you know, the less, the more people there are in the group, the less each person is paying. I personally cap my groups at four people. And again, this is a great, this is a great point to make. I cap them at four people because I feel like that's the, that's the biggest group that I feel very comfortable. I can really be valuable at. I can really help people learn. I can really help you. Past four, I can still do it. And I do do it at my events and everything. And when I have my conversation events, my free events and whatnot, but I wanna make sure that when someone's paying me, I'm delivering on what they're paying me for. And so four is kind of the amount that I've sort of capped it at right now, especially because location-wise, four is kind of the most ideal number I can even accommodate. I don't have any massive locations where I can get like 10, 20 people. I don't have classroom space and whatnot. So I would do that for pricing. I think for a lot of you, I know a lot of you live in the USA. I know some of you are in Canada. Um, I think there's, there's definitely some in Europe as well. You know, let's say, let's take a dollar, let's use a dollar currency and let's do some basic math. Let's say you are charging 30 bucks an hour and let's say you're only doing private lessons. You're not doing groups, okay? Let's say you're teaching five hours a week. So five hours a week, 
times 30 bucks an hour, where I'm gonna get a calculator to make sure I don't make any mistakes. You're looking at what, 150 bucks a week? Did I do that right? Yes, I did, 150 bucks a week, right? 150 bucks a week, hang on, let me do something calculator here. 150 times four weeks, you're looking at 600 bucks a month for five hours of time. That's really good, especially when if we look at stuff like in Canada specifically, I can't speak for all parts of the world, but I can speak in Canada, right? In Canada, I, I was reading something the other day, the average person makes 50 grand a year in Canada. I was reading something, okay? That's $25 an hour and you're working obviously full time. I think as a tutor, if you're like half decent, charging 25 to 30 bucks an hour in Canada, even in the States based on the knowledge I have, is more than reasonable. That's like, that's almost a slightly on the lower end, lower to like average end. So that's amazing. Like if the average person's making 50 grand a, 50 grand a year in Canada, you can make, if like, and you're trying, that's 20, 50 grand a year is 25 bucks an hour. You're now charging 25, let's say 25-ish dollars an hour for tutoring. Like that's a good wage, right? Um, I think a lot of people as well, one of the things that holds them back is they don't know what to do with people, like how to help them, like what do you teach in the lessons, things like that. Um, what I would literally do is, you know, if I were in your shoes, I would just go into uh, go onto Google and YouTube and start and start searching through lesson plans. You can search, you know, Spanish, a free Spanish textbook, free French textbook, free lessons plans for English, free lesson plans. You're gonna find them. You're gonna find a lot of resources that are gonna that are gonna give you a good starting point on what material to cover. As you start to get more experienced, you're going to start to find your own cadence. You're gonna to start to find your own style and you're going to figure it out and it's going to be, um, and you'll, you'll find your own cadence, what works and what doesn't, what you actually want to do. So <clears throat> ultimately these are kind of the big things, right? I think you need to make sure that first of all, you're charging an amount that you feel comfortable. You wanna make sure that um, you are, what was I saying? Uh, crap, I lost my train of thought. I lost my train of, anyway, <laughs> damn it. I lost my train of thought. Um, I think another thing I want to mention here with this is, and it's just a big thing to help you on the income side of things, is I would definitely make sure that you charge upfront. What I mean by that is a common mistake I've seen for people that try and make a part-time income with tutoring specifically, is they will, um, they will charge after a lesson. So what I mean by that is, let's say I'm teaching Sally. Sally comes, Sally comes for the lesson, at the end of the lesson, Sally pays me 25 bucks. We schedule the next lesson. What I would recommend is to not go down that route. I would recommend that you, you collect payment upfront for, I would say, let's say four to eight lessons. Personally, I typically do about eight, eight lessons, depending on what they're looking for, but eight is probably a pretty good standard. That will give people a month to two months of lessons, depending on how they're scheduling things, etc. I think that is typically a good way to go. Otherwise people will cancel on you last minute. And that means you didn't, you, you drove out to meet someone, you, you were waiting for them, you planned and all of a sudden you don't get the money. And that's just gonna be a, lot, a big waste of time. So make sure you're collecting money up front, tell people very upfront that, hey, I charge monthly um, or, or I charge for every eight lessons, every four lessons, whatever it is. So if you're charging 25 bucks an hour, that's gonna be a hundred bucks for four hours, 200 bucks for eight hours, right? <clears throat> and that way you're paid and you know you've got a, a student for an extended period of time. I think as well, I would just make sure that you're smart with locations, where you're work, where you're teaching the person. Make sure it's close to your home. Maybe it's like a coffee shop. Maybe it's at your home. Maybe it's at their home if they live close. Make sure it's just close to you. 
because you don't want to be driving half an hour to someone's house work with them for an hour or two hours only to drive back another half an hour like it's just a waste of time you're gonna lose a whole evening for 25 bucks or 30 bucks or 40 bucks or whatever you're you're choosing to charge so it just doesn't make sense another common question is how do you actually find students so this is obviously like kind of the hardest part but the good news the really good news is that if you're trying to make it a full-time income it's it's difficult which is why i'm saying which is why i said early on that to make it a full-time income takes a lot of other skills and takes a lot of work and I don't know how practical it is for other people. You have to love it. You have to love the language side, the teaching, you have to love the language learning side, the teaching side and the business side. And that's not a very common combination. I love all three. So it makes me happy to be sitting here at 7.52 p.m. recording podcasts, like editing earlier today, posting ads, writing copy, sponsoring Facebook posts, analyzing results, like and branding and making logos and all, all that stuff makes me happy. I enjoy it, right? All the administrative stuff, all that. But obviously for others, it doesn't. But the good news is that if you're trying to just make it a part-time thing, all you really need is two, three students to get you that five, six, seven hours a week. It's not a lot. You know, it's, it's not a lot of, it's just not a lot of students. And so it doesn't take a lot of work to find them. The easiest way, there's a couple of really simple ways. Number one, every single country and every single region has some website where you can post free advertisements, whether it's Craigslist, whether it's Kijiji, whether it's like, I don't know, in my city we have Let Go, whether it's, oh, there's just so many, depends on your region, your country. But think about your, like, if you don't know, Google it be like free classified ads online in blah, blah, blah city. Find like, let's say three to four major websites. There's probably gonna be like one or two that are like the most popular. And there's probably gonna be like one or two that are maybe not as well known, but post them there anyway. Go to those websites, post an ad. If you ever want help writing an ad, actually, let this is a good idea. If you want help writing an ad, just email me. Or email me, or just like literally message me, DM me at polyglotazarin. I'm more than happy to send you a template, more than happy to help you out with that. Like for me, it's very second nature. Um, just post an ad, typically it's free. Sometimes you pay a little bit, um, like 20 bucks or 15 bucks or 30 bucks, 10 bucks. It's not that expensive. Um, it's worth, it's literally worth the 10 bucks if you have to post, if you have to pay a little bit, it's worth it. But most of the time you can find free sites, just post it, right? Post an ad online, that's gonna go a long way. I think another thing I would do as well in tandem is I would, um, I would go to italki.com, so I-T-A-L-K-I.com, make a teacher account. Um, I, I don't know the exact process for that anymore, but you can become a teacher on that website. And that's it, you can teach online, you can teach via Skype, right? Or teach through their online system. I think there's other websites like that as well, such as, I think there's one called Verbling, it might be Verbling, something like that. I think it's V-E-R-B-L-I-N-G, but it's only available in certain countries. So another one to look into. So that's a second thing that can be really, really, um, really, really practical for you. I think a third option, and this one is something to look into, is if there are tutoring agencies in your city, you wanna look into what they're paying and you wanna look into how far they want you to travel. So they want you to travel to the other end of the city. But at any rate, weirdly, the tutoring agency actually weirdly can actually be a way to cut out all the things I just mentioned, because a lot of them will pay you 25 bucks an hour right up front or 20 bucks or whatever it is. A lot of them. You have to look around, depends on your region, shop around a bit. But that if they're paying 25 bucks and that's what you're going to charge anyway, screw it. Go, just go there and collect your 25 bucks an hour. Um, 
And that's, those are a couple options. So if you do all of that, if you make your italki account, you make your Verbling account, you post your classified ads, right? You keep your ads refreshed. You have to refresh them because most classified websites, you know, they're organized by when a post, when an ad was posted, right? So after three days, maybe your ad isn't on the first or second page. So you might have to go back, delete the ad and repost it. You might have to do that depending on the website. So you might have to do that. Um, and though, you know, you're posting those ads, you're on italki, you are, you are, uh, you've sent your resume to any tutoring agencies, you will, I promise you, it's just math. You will find two, three, two to three students, you know, with those two to three students, if they're each taking, let's say one to two hours of classes a week with you, you're gonna find your five, you're gonna get five, six, seven hours a week, right, of classes. And you're, gonna, and you're gonna be making that 600 bucks a month, right? If you have a little bit extra time, you can obviously teach 10 hours a week, you can teach a little bit more and make a really good, a really, really good part-time income. I think it's really great for adults who have a full-time job and want a little bit extra money. I think it's fantastic for students as well. I think literally if you're a student watching this or listening to this, um, you really have to consider this. Like this is, like tutoring is such a lucrative thing for students and again, it depends on where you are. You have to understand the currencies and how it works. There's so many regional nuances. I'm positive. I'm only speaking from my personal experience in my region. But again, there's a lot of stuff that is just universal that will work. And I just recommend it. It's such a, it's such a good way to make, it's, it's such a good way to make that extra kind of cash, especially because like I said before, in Canada anyway, the average person is making 50 grand a year and that's 25 bucks an hour you can make 25 bucks an hour or more, really, quite honestly, more. Once you start to get experience and you start to really get some experience under your belt, you should be charging more, right? Charge, like me in Mandarin, I've charged 30 to 40 bucks an hour for Mandarin teaching, right? Because I know what I was teaching, I can teach it well and I have the experience, I can do it, right? Um, it's just such a good, uh, such a good idea. It can really help a lot of you and you can make that extra, extra money that can make a lot of, like a big difference, so anyway. Uh, very different kind of podcast episode, but I, it's, it's something that's been on my mind for a while and I wanted to make sure I came on and, and made like a proper episode about it. This is a topic I'm happy to take questions on. Feel free to message me on, you know, on, um, Instagram or, 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 or Facebook at polyglot Azrin. Happy to help out if you guys have any questions. Um, and we'll talk, uh, we'll talk next time. Bye for now.